0: Blood talk Radio. hey good even, evening guys it's uh once again uh the show formerly known as the all bases covered podcast we are now known as out of bounds with mike sam and josh uh we will be having our new theme uh shortly done along with our new artwork and everything else um so uh we're just glad to be here being able to talk about everything and everything we want still waiting on sam and josh to join we're running a little late today today we were supposed to go on much earlier but i had unexpected guests drop by which uh you know not a fan of i'm not a fan of the popover i've just I, i've never been a fan of it if you if you want to hang out you know call and warn me ahead of time first i'm not i'm not sam, Bro, i'm not so, a fan of you man i'm not a fan of you for starting the show 44 minutes late Listen, I had unexpected company yeah, just Especially since by. he bitches about you all the time. Hey, listen, <laughs> I have fucking work in 15 minutes, cocksucker. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, enough of the gay jokes. We're not allowed with the gay jokes. Listen, well, we're not allowed well, to. I'll the gay jokes. Well, I'm from New Jersey. I'll call, I call everybody a cocksucker, bro. Watch the <laughs> 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 No, But, you know, all right, so my wife was telling me, all right, that in India – Everybody just kind of drops by whenever they feel like it. Uh, and I, that gives me, like, anxiety, man. I, I can't have that. Like, I'm not a fan of that whole thing. And the, the drop by, especially, like, when I have plans, and then I can't get out of it. And so uh, another thing, Josh, to, to let you know why, the person that popped by, they are very interested in the podcast. And I've been bullshitting for quite some time that we stopped doing it. OK, because I didn't want them to have their hands in it, because, frankly, whatever, you know, the person that used to be on the show wasn't contributing anything. So I the problem was I couldn't just sneak away and say, hey, I you know, I'll be back or I got to do this, because if I started doing the podcast and they knew about it, then obviously my cover was so. Anyway, it's, 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 you're good what? You, no no explanation necessary you know I yeah. get it. I was just giving you fucking you know a little bit of fucking shit because I can you know, okay, uh, fair enough, fair enough, guys So oh man, you know it's uh we can't have nice things anymore, dude, because uh, here we go, can't even celebrate a fucking Super Bowl uh, without somebody getting shot. So, bro, is I don't it just know. me or is every is every one of these like uh, uh, there was a shootout or something happened at the Astros parade? Um, something happened at the Nuggets parade as well. Uh, it is it, it, is I it, don't it just like it a at the Nuggets parade? Sorry, say it again. Well, did, I didn't remember anything happening at the Nuggets parade. Oh, look it up. Look it up. Something no, that definitely it, happened. It bro. was the it was the Rangers. They said it was the Rangers. It was this one, and then there was another one. That there were shootings at. Um, yeah, so hold on. Oh, but but did you did you guys notice that usually whenever there's a shooting like that, they always announce. Or oh, show there was a, a shooting. Uh, there was a shooting after the the championship parade. Like like literally twenty minutes after. Yeah, that's right. And there were two people that were injured. So did did you guys notice that they didn't release any mug shots? Of the people that were there, or the race, like they normally do. Oh, the the three kids were black, and and they were. You said the key word: kids
1: under eighteen
0: having guns. Yeah, how do they they get these guns? They're not buying these legally. Well, I mean, uh, hold on, hold on. Before we jump into that, let's just say for saying sake, you know, you know. The history of, of of Missouri, right, with guns, right? They have an issue. They've always had an issue. It's not oh, it's not something that's new. They've been having issues with guns and issue and violent crimes. They they shot up the ranks, you know, with cities in their state that that are hitting higher and more violent crimes, and they're creeping up close to Chicago, man. Oh no, are absolutely. I mean, it's 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 just crazy that. As soon as, as soon as anything happens, they, they go to, the, to gun laws and blah, blah, blah. Well, these kids are juveniles. There's no way they could legally buy these guns to begin with. So they have to be buying them from somewhere. So, and they, and they who, started is, with who is the, the biggest the, gun the dealer US in the world? I don't know. The U.S. government, just saying. So listen, I, I, I'm, this week, Michigan's new gun laws take into effect. And they're pretty fucking stupid. They're so fucking stupid. But it's okay. I'm not going to bitch about it because it's not really the platform to bitch about that. But on that topic. Well, here's the thing. It started with a dispute. And uh, I... I don't fucking know what's going on, but if you're having a dispute with someone, why don't you just shoot the fucking people that you're having a dispute with? Don't fucking aim it at innocent people. If you guys want to be gangbangers well, that's, and fucking, you know, take each other out, be my fucking guest. I don't really give a shit if some gangbangers laying dead in the street. I don't care if they're fucking 12 or 17. It's a, a gangbanger yeah, is the same I, I thing as, as where, I, so, for I, I me, think that's kind of where you, you don't understand how that works is when – you're, you're fighting somebody and they pull out a gun and they go to shoot you and you start running they're still trying to fire and hit you wow. right True. so you're gonna True. get you're gonna get people shot uh, and the only reason why I, I, I really noticed it because when I was in down in New Orleans that happened right in front of us literally guy is in a fight he gets pushed off he takes his gun out and starts sh- Aiming it at him and starts going towards the crowd. So if he would have opened fire, I'd probably have been one of one of them shot too. So it it is how how you're in that instance, you don't think about it. They just they're going for that one person. You're going to sit there and just unload the clip. So, so one like- thing one thing I have to say, you know, uh, one thing I got to say, like the city of Detroit, as violent as it is. Actually, on like weekends and and, and you know uh, game nights, they have metal detectors and police on the on the street set up, and whoever looks suspicious, they walk them through the metal detector man and it's just because there's so much of a crowd, you have to make sure that whoever is carrying is carrying for the right reason, really at that point yeah and and that kind of worries me when like we go down to the Bengals games, we go on the Reds games. <laughs> Like Reds opening day is coming up. You know how many people flock downtown for that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I, I, got, I got to, to take a little bit of downtown, and and it's it's yo, it, it's sketch. It's it's exactly. You get one person upset, and they they have a gun on them because in Ohio, you can open carry, right?
1: You don't yeah, have yeah, to I have a you.
0: you don't have to have yep. a concealed carry. So you can open, you can carry as much as you want so it's it's kind of scary when you go down on a place like that, uh especially for sporting events I feel like I feel like people are carrying more now at sporting events because of what's going on, yeah, but the problem is they can't get into the stadium and then then they're not allowed drinking either right right no, no, what so, I'm saying is that the, I'm sure the stadium has. Some sort of like you know obviously they have security and, and metal detectors and shit like that. We've done I've been through those, but uh, you know I'm saying after they could have it in their car. a, a You oh, know yeah, a absolutely. brawl breaks out in, in the parking lot and before you know people have guns ready to shoot. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's the scary part. You just you just never know. Like I I literally was driving and then somebody like cut me off when I was pulling into a parking lot. And I let him go. I didn't say anything. I didn't do it. I pulled into the spot. That car stopped and started looking at me. I'm like, is this motherfucker going to get a gun out and start shooting at me? Like, I was like, Oh, legitimately man, I got, got a better story in Detroit, man. I got a better story in Detroit. I'm down in Detroit in Mexican town, and I'm headed to, obviously, a dispensary. But um, uh, <clears throat> so I'm at a stop sign. This guy blows his stop sign as I'm trying to turn. He blows. I, I hit the brakes. He stops. He pulls out his gun and he like kind of like tapped it on the wind, on his window and I, I put my hands up. I'm like, listen, my bad, bro. I had my window down. I'm like, my bad, bro. Go ahead. He went ahead. I went behind him, and boom, it was over. But like, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a risk anywhere you go. Yep. But I I just thought it was interesting that they didn't mention anything of uh, any mugshots or anything until I found out it was juveniles. I'm like, oh shit, makes sense now. Mike, you're awfully quiet, buddy. Uh, I'm just kind of bored with this topic. (laughs) All (laughs) All right, so then move on. You're the fucking head of the show. I know, uh, goddamn. Move the the fuck on, (laughs) I mean, as far as the game, what did you guys think about the game? I thought it was boring as shit to start, and then it got exciting for the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I... The game itself, I thought, was pretty good. I don't like that the 49ers scapegoated Steve Wilkes and fired him. I thought that, to me, the biggest turning point in that game, guys, and you can uh, let me know what you guys think, but I thought the biggest turning point in that game is the 49ers are up 10-3, to and the Chiefs throw and Mahomes overthrows Kelsey and it gets picked off. And the 49ers have the ball like right at midfield. And then they go three and out and they don't get any points. They get zero points. I felt like if they could have gone up 17 to three at that point in time, or even 13 to three, it's a different ball game. But the 49ers couldn't score and they let Kansas city keep hanging around, hanging around. And then what happened after they went three and out, Kansas City gets the ball back. They go down and kick a field goal. It's ten to six. San Francisco answered with, um, I think, a field goal. It's a one possession game right there, and it just Kansas uh, uh, Kansas City just once they keep it close, you gotta you gotta put Mahomes away, when you can't. And, and I have a quick a point to you know just. Just to put out there, um, in these cases, either you are out coached or you're out played by like star roles, right? So let's yeah. say uh, uh, San Francisco had a uh, give me a top tier quarterback, bro. That Is would they, be able to uh, handle homes. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Burrow. All right, if you give her- Herbert Burrow that same San Fran team and let him shoot out like their elite quarterbacks. That game is different, number one, or you have a different coach that can outcoach Andy Reid, which yeah. Kyle Shanahan yes. doesn't have the the chops yet to do it. I guess. No, I, I think Kyle Shanahan's that coach that can get you there, and just always fall short. He's the I think he's the mark, and Coughlin, you know, of our generation. Yeah, Coughlin, yeah. Coughlin, and Belichick, the the one that Coughlin pulled off, you know, on 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 you know on Belichick. That one, you could say that was, that was heavy hitters of like coaches, right? They, they were two really experienced coaches going at it, like mine playing, really. No. Well, yeah. yeah. It just like, seems like. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I was like, it just seems like Kyle Shanahan just always gets out coached in the fourth quarter. This is the third time that he's just been completely out coached and outdone. Do you know what it what it is though, Josh? He gets too cute. He gets too
1: a little he, a little runs, Dan
0: Campbell-esque, right? Yeah, like he gets too cute with stuff. It's like, oh, let me run this guy in motion, and then and then fake uh, a reverse, and then it's like if the defense doesn't bite on it, you're now you now got uh, Brock Purdy with Chris Jones barreling down at him in his face, and he has to rush the throw because if you saw that third down play in overtime, the receiver is wide fucking open. He had two receivers wide open. If he just has one second more, he's hitting both of them. But instead of running a max protect or leaving the running back in there to to chip uh, somebody, he runs – he's trying to get cute with all this motion stuff at the line of scrimmage. And, dude, it's like – how come you're not handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey? There was, a, there was a sequence there, I think, in the third quarter, where San Francisco in two straight possess, possessions threw the ball six times. They went three and I out was, and three I was and about out. to say the same thing. Like, yeah, I, I, I say the same thing. I, I was – You're, you're an all-pro you all all uh, running back. Why wouldn't you run it? I absolutely agree. And – that's the other thing. If you go back and look at that Falcons Super Bowl, um, I wonder how many times they ran the ball in the second half. When you're up 28-3, aren't you going to pound and run the clock down, make it a shorter exactly. game? When you got a, when you got a team down three possessions, they have to come back and beat you. If you're giving them less time to do it, you're shortening the game. And I think the Falcons, they were running the ball pretty good against um, – uh The Patriots. I'm pulling up the stats now, but I, I'm curious. They were. They were. I think it, was, it I was, mean, was Freeman, right? It was. It you was look at McCaffrey. Freeman, right? Yeah, it was Freeman. You look at Devontae. McCaffrey. McCaffrey was was going four and a half, five yards per carry. Yes, they yes. stopped him a few times at the line of scrimmage, but as soon as he got on the outside, it was literally four or five yards every single time. Yeah here again this same is thing where i think it. this is where i think like a better coach would have had a different game altogether Devontae and that's freeman. what the Bengals did De- Devontae freeman guys <clears throat> had seven carries in the first half against the patriots he had seven carries for 60 uh for 60 yards oh my and god he had, he had four carries for 15 yards in the second half what? Like so he they ne- the they game. never established a run. They never established a run in the second half. So in, nope. the, in the for the whole game, Devontae Freeman had eleven carries for seventy-five yards and a touchdown. He was averaging nearly seven yards a carry, and they went away from the run in the second half. That's that's and yeah. they did the same it thing. It seems to be a running theme. It seems to be a running theme for him, I guess. Yeah. It, the same thing, so look at this I'm, I'm looking in the third quarter In the third quarter, they had the ball to start Okay, they had the ball to start Up 21-3 to three. They threw Two passes, they ran it on first down Where Freeman lost three yards And then they threw two passes That were incomplete and a short completion And then they, they were out Okay, they had to punt the ball Then they forced New England to punt Then they go up 28-3 to three. Uh, And on this drive, they ran the ball four times and passed the ball four times, so very balanced. But then from the the subsequent drives after, they had no runs on the next drive. Then on the one where they fumbled, it was a fumble by by, uh, Matt Ryan uh, after Tevin Coleman uh, had picked up nine yards. They threw it on third and one, and Matt Ryan was sacked, and he fumbled the ball. And then after that, it was all Matt Ryan throwing the ball pretty much. They 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 sprinkled in a couple runs here and there, but it was mostly them running the ball. You you can't if if you're gaining like Josh said also with San Francisco, if you're gaining five or six yards a carry, you've got to keep going. Did you know that Kansas City's run defense was ranked twentieth in the league? That's where they were weak at. And you decided you were gonna throw them in Josh Burney? I was going to ask a question Mike. Yeah. Isn't like running the ball one of the quickest ways to wear out a defense? Like from yeah, a from yeah. a physical, like you know, basically being tired is is a, is a way to catch the defense, off, you know, off guard, right? Right. Exactly. That's what that's that's why you get these long passes, these you establish the run, you have the threat of the run that brings the safety up, and then that's how you catch these teams with the long bomb. I mean, stop, stop I'll give. I'll give. they the got to credit. do that, right? They got Ayuk, they got Kittle, they have yes. Debo Samuel. My God. But I mean, if did, if you go back to that ball twenty-two times. He did carry the ball twenty-two times, plus he caught another eight balls. So they did run, but there was too many times and too many drives in the second half where they went completely away from it, like. I felt like they did a better job of running McCaffrey in the first half. In the second, and you're, and how do you have an All-Pro tight end, and he has two catches for four yards? Exactly. And you know what? The the place the Chiefs were weak is their linebackers. They, Kittle should have been exposing that gap. Yeah, they were using him as a blocker most of the game, and then and then you had Juice Check. I mean, yeah. That you had him wide open for that one pass, you could have used you could have utilized him more, too. So, uh, I mean, you go back you go back to the Bengals when they played Kansas City, and how they attacked Kansas City towards the end of the game. What did they do? They ran the ball ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. But that's but, but, that, but that's the thing, Josh. Too is I think the Bengals. Burrow exudes confidence to everybody. It kind of trickles down. He's one of those quarterbacks, right? And I don't know if Burrow's going to win a Super Bowl. I really hope he does. Mahomes already has three. And Nope, you know, but Purdy, we can all agree, Purdy, as solid as he is in the San Francisco offense, he's not at that level of Burrow and Josh Allen and and, Lamar cool. and Patrick Mahomes, right? He's not he's not, not there. Fair. He's not he's not there. He's not a guy. Everybody blasted Cam when he called guys like Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy game managers, and a lot of people blasted him because it's like, okay, well, Cam Newton, you had like two or three good years, I. I think it's because it was coming from Cam Newton, who had a solid career, but he only made one Super Bowl, and he had like a stretch of three years where he was really good, and that was it. I feel like if that had come from like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, they wouldn't have gotten as much hate for it. But it's 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 a fact of life, right? In the NFL, you have quarterbacks, and there's tears to it, and for for, for me. Brock Purdy, you can win <laughs> with Brock Purdy, but you, you better have everything in place. Brock Purdy, to me, is a, like a little bit better version of Andy Dalton, right? Hon- honestly, I think Andy Dalton's the better quarterback out of the two. Okay. There's just too many times that, that you look at Brock Purdy when he throws it. It seems like it floats. It kind of reminds me of uh, Peyton Manning, his last year in Denver how his passes hung up a little bit too long, and they kind of fluttered. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of the way I see it. But Dalton, I think, was a better better quarterback when he was that young. But with Dalton, and correct me if I'm wrong, but with Dalton, you always had that feeling of, man, I don't know if we're going to win this game when it was a big-time game, right? So you, you know, time, you know, time. I'll, I'll throw a name out there. I'll throw a name out there that I think that would have done better than Purdy. And is like probably really low on everyone's list. I believe that Ryan Tannehill would have done better than no. Brock Purdy in this it's game. I, I think so. Here. Get out uh, of here. I think you. Mo- I think maybe. I think the the ability that Tannehill has more with his legs than Purdy does. No. I could no. see that, no. and I think he. You shut Come your on, mouth right. when you talk to Come me. On, Don't say it. no. Uh-uh, now. Now, I, the, the only reason now. why I say that is because I think Tannehill is still a, a more poised quarterback in bigger game situations than, than, uh, than, with a better team, obviously, uh, than, than Purdy is. Yeah, I mean, you look, at, you look at Tannehill, what he did with the, the Titans when they had A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and Derrick Henry. They had a run game with Derrick I mean, Henry.
1: Where did they, they go? They had a
0: pretty good Ryan team. Tannehill had the number one seed. They lost to the Bengals at home the year the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. I mean,
1: what Wait, are
0: we bro, talking I get about that. Here? I get that. I'm just saying. Ryan I'm, I'm just has saying. A career record of 81 and 70. Okay, like uh, the year they went, to, they went 11 and five in 2020. I don't. I think they lost in the. I, I was that the year they went to the AFC Championship game in 2020 I think so. and lost to Kansas City. I can't remember. I I but, think it was yeah. Oh. Um, they, well, I mean, the, you can't you can't say that that team lost to the, the no, they bang, lost, yes, to, they the lost the wild to the Bengals card to the Ravens. I'm sorry. In 2020, they lost their first playoff game. In 2020, okay. they lost to the Ravens. Okay. Then the following year, they lost their first playoff game to the Bengals because they had the number one seed and they had a bye. Then they didn't make the playoffs the last two years. Tannehill, this notion that he's a big he shows up for the big games. Marcus Mariota shows up to the big games, okay? he not Marcus Mariota, is quarterback of the Titans, knocked off the number one seed uh, Lamar Jackson in the Ravens the year Lamar – the last time Lamar Jackson won MVP. So, I think Marcus Mariota has better big game experience than Ryan Hanna has. I'm just throwing out names not that obviously no would make the range. list that would be better than Purdy. Well, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I've, I – I, I, I think that if you put, um, you know, obviously if you put like Jordan Love there, he would have done better than Purdy. Now, I can't sit here and say I that, think I think, so. that I think Geno Smith or Derek Carr or Bryce Young or Daniel Jones or Sam Howell or Russell Wilson would have done better than Brock Purdy there. I still think Brock Purdy is good. I think he's a top 15. What about Baker Mayfield? What about, what about Baker Mayfield? No, no. No, absolutely not. Baker Mayfield had his moments and chances. And, yeah, he had a nice story this year. Yeah, he won a shitty division with a 9-8 and eight record. Congrats, your but, but you here's, the same here's, record. Here's this what is. everybody fails to, to, to mention about uh, Baker Mayfield. How many systems has he been under and how many offensive coordinators has he gone through? The guy's been in the league, what, seven years, and he's had eight different offensive coordinators? That stunts somebody's growth. Yeah. I'm sorry. You just, yeah. You're not going to be any good if you have that, that cr- coaching turnover year after year after year. I mean, Geno Smith is the same thing, too. Yeah. And you see what happened. He, he kind of got steady when he had an offensive coordinator that was consistent. You oh, give no somebody man. weapons, you give them you consistency, you're going to see that quarterback shine. Maybe. Not always. Not always. Baker Mayfield's problem is Baker doesn't have a very strong arm. He's, he's kind of maxed out. Like, when he came into the pros, he wasn't going to get any better. Baker Mayfield was one of those players that hit healing in college, and he wasn't going to get any better, okay, once he got to the pros. And I think that's why you see him hang around – I, to me, Baker Mayfield is kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you have him on your team as your backup, you feel really good. And if you have to have Ryan Fitzpatrick start five to eight games, you feel pretty comfortable that maybe, you know, he can have an above 500 record and keep your team in the playoff race. Baker Mayfield is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey, all I got to say is Baker Mayfield has more wins in the playoffs than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fine, Brian. He does. There you go. Fine, great. He's he's led teams to the playoffs. He's been there. He's won in the playoffs. You can't you can't say he's that terrible of a quarterback because he's he's gotten teams there. Andy Dalton is zero and six in the playoffs or zero and five in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and Andy Dalton is not very good. He's oh, 0-6. I know. So if that's the case, he, you said that he was that very, was very, very good Purdy. for the five wait years second, he was wait here. Wait a second, wait a second. I want to flip this and rewind it because you sat there five minutes ago and you said that Dalton was better than Brock Purdy, yet Brock Purdy took his team I to a Super Bowl. I said at their goal. age. I said at yeah. the age. At the age, when, Brock Purdy took his team to a Super Bowl and ran Andy Dalton's own 6 in the playoffs. So if you're going to use the fact that Baker Mayfield has took his team to the playoffs twice uh, and, and won, uh, 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 each time won a game uh, in the playoffs and lost in the divisional round. And then you're going to sit there and say that's what makes him a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. How are you going to sit there and say that Dalton is better than Brock Purdy when Dalton lost in the playoffs? twice and, and, and Birdie, was it wait, was wait, it wait. was that Rock was Birdie that andy dalton or the coaching was it andy dalton or the coaching well the fine. Coaching was it sucked. was it baker mayfield or the fact that he had a stout cleveland defense the first time around or was it baker and mayfield you look, and the look at, fact you look at look at the playoffs that dalton was played in who did they play they played the jets who had great fucking defenses at that point Right? They that was their Texans. playoff. They played Houston they played the twice and lost. They played, and guess what? They had fucking J.J. Watt. They had the best fucking defense. They played the Jets. Great defense. No, wait, they played the Steelers. Wait, 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 good defense. I think the running theme in those losses also are that you have a defensive-minded coach in Marvin Lewis going up against another defensive-minded coach. Exactly. Yeah, they were They didn't that, lose to the Jets, buddy. Not Carson picked. Palmer's team. Carson Palmer's team lost to the Jets in the playoffs. The Andy oh. Dalton lost oh, four I games. Oh, know they in, did. Andy Dalton lost four games in the playoffs, two to the Texans, one to the Colts, one uh, five games. This uh, lost to the Steelers and they lost to the Chargers. Those were the five games that Andy Dalton played in the playoffs. He was 0 and 5. And and they lost to the Texans twice. The Chargers, the Colts, and the Steelers, and not once, not once did he ever look great in those games. And fine, but you can't sit there and say tout Baker Mayfield being great because uh, being better because he he won playoff. Games. I didn't and say then, he was and, better. I'm just saying and you then, can't and, say then, Baker Mayfield's saying, a bad quarterback. quarterback. If you're going to use that stat, though, you can't say Dalton was better at that age than Purdy because Purdy has won five playoff games already. And, and they have a very starter. good offensive coach. You oh, take, you you take Andy Dalton teams, in that, though, Mike, in that Mike, system? You can't compare those teams. They're completely I different. I get team. it. You can't compare those teams. Even still, how many loaded teams have we seen? Dallas Cowboys are fucking loaded. How many playoff wins does Dak Prescott have? That's because Prescott isn't very good. We all know that he struggles when he gets in there. Mike McCarthy gets outcoached every single fucking time. That's what happened in Green Bay. Outcoached. Marvin Lewis. The one was literally on the on the heels of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right, Kyle fine. Shannon, outcoached. How many? All right. We all we all agree that John Harbaugh is a hell of a coach. How many playoff wins does Lamar Jackson have? Uh, what? Two, oh, one. one? Okay. One. All right. Fine. No, I, I, I get, I get your point, Mike. I get your point. I got it. So yeah, you can point to coaching and you can point to rosters, and those are definitely contributing factors. But at the same time, you still have to win, and and Brock Purdy, while not elite, I. Purdy is one of those quarterbacks where if, if the situation is right, he can he can win games for you in the playoffs. Now, if they lose IU next year, if some of that defense leaves because uh, San Francisco is close to being over the cap and they have to restructure things, I am curious to see because Brock Purdy is not a guy that you can take Tyreek Hill away from and still win Super Bowls, right? Mahomes is, right? But we, we all know this. Oh, Mahomes is a special yeah. quarterback. Well, well, but, we'll, but. we'll see. We'll see how good Mahomes is without that fucking tight end when he retires. Dude, I no, think that I, team I, I goes I, with the tight end. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that that should be like the stamp <laughs> because every great quarterback has their favorite target. He happens to be sure. his favorite target, right? Well, no. So, that's like what I'm saying. I want to. I want to. All I'm saying is, I want to see how he goes, how he plays. Without a Travis Kelsey, no. If they're smart, they'll replace that Kelsey with something else that's equally as good, right? Right. But You know, and, and they might not need to. Rasheed Rice is coming up, right? He was a rookie last this yeah, year. He is. Rasheed Rice looks like he's going to develop because if you remember, Tyreek Hill took two years or so before he was really like the guy, right? And then. Right. If they take another receiver this year, that pans out like, like oh, Xavier. Oh, this is a loaded Brophy. draft. This is a loaded, a loaded, a loaded draft, you know, draft yeah. right? Did you guys did you guys hear the rumor, though? What? The rumor is they might be going after a Bengals wide receiver. Well, T and Higgins, a three years. Nope, 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 nope. Tyler Boyd. Oh, boy. Right. Okay. Well, okay. they might go after Tyler Boyd. I would say take him. I would. I heard Boyd was going home to Pittsburgh. Now, I don't think he'll nah, sign with I Pittsburgh. I don't think so. Pittsburgh's okay. a, a loaded crowd. I don't think he's going to go there and end his career. Really, he might want to go get that chip, and that best shot is in Kansas City. It is now. Here's what's yeah, funny: but Boyd yeah. is not a number one. You know. No, but he, they no, he's either, a good if, production if, receiver. If you got if you got Racy Rice and you got Travis Kelsey. Boyd can operate as the third option, and that's basically what he yep. is in Cincinnati. And and you know what? He's reliable on third down. Tyler Boyd, I feel like in Kansas City, is the, is the kind of guy who will give you about four to five catches a game for about 50, 60 yards, and he'll have a couple key touchdowns. So I feel like he's kind of like, if he goes to Kansas City, he might... Put up 55-60 receptions for about eight hundred yards and five touchdowns, and that's going to be he, all they need him for, right? That's like he's, he's, gonna he's, he's that receiver that they wanted Kadarius Tony for or Sky Moore for. Yeah, that's exactly. just, I, they think, I think they really need. I think they need help at running back. I think they need another like Kareem Hunt, you know, receiver thir- three oh, down that, back goes, type of the the deal. The fucking like good. What they goes He's that. good. Yeah, he's good. He's good, but I think they could still get more out of him. I mean, I I, well, I still think United, that team runs through the tight ends. You're sleeping on a running back who spent most of his time on the practice squad but was blowing shit up in OTAs and in the preseason. And they wanted him. They And now that McKinnon's going to be gone, uh, CEH is going to be gone. It opens the door for him to really back up Pacheco and that's generic Prince. Prince looked really good right. and they 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 made him a priority. They signed him to a futures contract. They kept him on the practice squad. But now there's no more C E H there's no more Jarek McKinnon. I don't think Kansas City drafts another running back. They might, I might be wrong. But I think they'll go into the next season with Pacheco Prince and Michael Pirine at running back. And I think Daneric Prince is somebody that can be pretty good in spot duty next year, uh, depending on how things go. Do you think that Kansas yeah. City will also look to possibly replenish their tight end rank, or do you think Noah Gray is good enough? I like Noah Gray. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Kansas City maybe took one in the third or fourth round because the, 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 there's a couple really good tight ends sitting there that have third and fourth round grades, uh, maybe even fifth round grades. There's two that I really like a lot. Uh, Cade Stover out of Ohio State's one. The other one's Dalton Hooker out of Colorado State. And those two guys are, are currently uh, getting fourth round grades. And I, I think both of those guys would be very, very good, especially in Kansas City. I, I think when Kansas City they need two things if they want to make another run. They need to draft offensive line, and I think they need to take in the first two picks, whether it's in the first or second round. They need to go get one of the uh, go get a, a wide receiver because it's clear to me, Kadarius Tony, he's fallen out of favor with Kansas City. Yeah, he's he's, out. Get cut. he's getting cut. Sky Moore doesn't look like he's developing, right? MVS, you know what MVS, you know what MVS is. MVS is a straight, straight line runner da- down the field. He's good for the occasional deep ball. Justin Watson ain't it. So if you can line up for Shee Rice and you can go get another wide receiver like a Xavier Worthy or an Adonai Mitchell or a Xavier Leggett and pair them up on the outside, I think they're going to be fine. You, you know, when Tyree Kill was doing his thing, because McCole Hardman is McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman's never going to be anything more than a gadget player, but I felt like when Tyree Kill was doing his thing with uh, Travis Kelsey, they also had Demarcus Robinson who played pretty good and uh, you saw him this past year with the Rams. Down the last seven games or so, he really showed out for the Rams as like the number three option behind Puka and Cooper Cup. And then they also had um, Byron Pringle and some of those other, and so they could get downfield. And right now they just don't have receivers that are trustworthy. So we'll, we'll see. But I still think the guy standing in their way is Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I, I just I think he's who can stop the Chiefs from going on a historic repeat. And and that's uh, not, not only if they. If they re sign T. Higgins, and they're going to have to, I don't know if they got yeah. that third option. They don't need T. Higgins. They don't need T. Higgins. I love T. Higgins. They don't need him. What they need is better coaching on the offensive line, and they need, they need to draft offensive line. You go get a tight a question. end, Joe Burrow, and you give him time. You give him time and you keep him upright. Jamar Chase, Yoshi Vosh, Charlie Jones, uh, Trenton Irwin can all get it done for Joe Burrow. You don't need you don't Joe Burrow is not a quarterback that needs all these toys and receivers. Give him Jamar Chase, give him give him an offensive line and he'll be fine. Okay, guys, listen, real quick. So okay. Ridley is gonna be up. This, this uh, offseason. Yes. Although I think he re-signs in Jacksonville. We'll, we'll see. You think so? So either either Kansas City or Cincinnati can't use a Ridley? If you lose Higgins, is it, isn't Ridley on a cheaper contract worth it, if it's possible? They could, but, but the thing is, the Bengals can draft a replacement for T. Higgins in this receiver class. It's so deep. They can go draft a receiver in the first three rounds and replace T. Higgins. T. Higgins is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there dogging on T. Higgins saying he's bad. But tell me a Super Bowl team, name me a Super Bowl team that had three number one receivers on it. You, you can't. The, because the teams that win Super Bowls have outstanding defenses. And maybe, they have maybe, a a, maybe one of those Niners teams with Montana. Okay, back in the They're day. Their number two and number threes were, like, were good enough. Well, you got, you got one, uh, the Rams, the too. Right, yeah, yeah, or the Rams, absolutely. You yeah, well, yeah, the Rams, Rams are the greatest show on turf. I'm talking about the last 15 years, guys. Let's not go back to pre-salary cap eras and, and go back to when, uh, the, you know. I mean, this was in the 2000s, dude. It's not pre- That was in 1999, the greatest show on turf. 1999 is when they beat the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, but they still had a salary cap. I'm just saying. All right, I'm talking about right now, because, yes, the greatest show on turf, you had Marshall Falk. you had do you guys know though that Tory Holt was on a rookie contract? Okay? Tory Holt crazy. was drafted in 1997, so he was on a rookie contract, and then they had Isaac Bruce. then the rest of the yep. guys so a rookie on a rookie Yeah, rookie contract. fine, I'm talking about right now, though. The last 15 years, has there really been – other than maybe Tampa Bay when they had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, has there been a team that has had multiple all-pro wide receivers win the Super Bowl? Not really. Absolutely but the not. Thing we at was, I think defense led a lot of them, and then they had a little bit of offense. Maybe you know, even when he started going back, even when he started going back to like Joe Flacco Super Bowl, like he had no receivers, bro. Like yeah, he, had aging, he had an well, aging, you know, he had an aging Yeah, you know who, who did the Falcons have? They had what? H- Julio Jones and who else? Was it Calvin Ridley? Yeah, but they didn't win. Oh, oh Calvin no, Ridley they, was no. no I know the they team. didn't win. Calvin Ridley was not on that team.
1: It was just no, Julio I was, was, in at was their number
0: two? It was it was the guy that 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 was their number one that went number two after Julio got there. Oh, I now. know you're talking. Roddy White. That's Roddy it. Roddy White. There you go. Boom. Roddy White was number two. Roddy White wasn't on. He didn't catch it. You know, Roddy White couldn't have been on that Super Bowl team because he didn't catch a single he wasn't. pass. Okay. All right. I'm off then. Sorry. So here, here's their roster at wide receiver. Okay, they had. Oh, this is now. That's not gonna help me now. I'm trying I have to find that Super Bowl team. <laughs> uh Falcons Super Bowl team. Fucking shit. Here it is. Two thousand sixteen. Okay. They had Mohammed Sanu was their other starting wide receiver that year. Okay. Then they had Justin Hardy as a backup and they had Aldrick Robinson, and they had Eric Weems and Nick Williams. So Mohamed Sanu was the I other was starter opposite Julio Jones in the Super Bowl team. I mean, that's why Devonta Freeman had like so many receptions as a running back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I like I said, I'm a big fan of T Higgins, and yeah, we have seen teams with two good receivers. Uh, win Super Bowls. It's not often, but you know Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, I think was one, then Chris Godwin and Mike Evans for Tampa Bay. But overall, if you give Burrow a really good offensive line, he he will pick you apart and he'll beat you throwing to Charlie Jones and Yoshi Bosh and fucking Trent uh, Irwin because we've seen it before when he's had at- Yeah, I mean I think the, the Bengals they need to get a, a tight end that can block. Yeah. That's that's one. Their tight ends yes, they can catch but they suck at blocking. They need to they need to get a running back that can also block and uh, yeah. and actually run. Uh but I mean I I think they need a bruiser. I think they need somebody like Derrick Henry and not a Joe Mixon. If you get the oh. offensive line and they can you, and they can to, actually run the run ball, running. that will wear teams down quick and you, you, want, and you, you, want you have the run. If What's if that? Henry was willing to come on a cheap veteran contract to try to win a Super Bowl, I'd be all for it. If he signed for like two years, three and a half million dollars, that I'm all for it. if he wants like eight to ten million a year, I'm sorry, he's not worth it. But if he wants like a million, a million and all a right, half so a what, year what do you say for like a Saquon Barkley? I don't think. Oh, the dude, Bengals I would love gonna, a Saquon one I wouldn't want him. I I, would, I don't want him. He's injury prone, and what is what does he do? He doesn't elevate. I I just he's he's fine. I, he's, it's he's it's a, the ability to catch out of the backfield, really, for him. I'll be honest. You like a you know, McCaffrey have, type player at that point. I would rather have Zeke. Zeke will block. Zeke will block anything. I, I I said that from the. Beginning. I think we should have signed Zeke last year. He was the sure. best blocking running back. And he can still catch, and he can grind out three to four yards if you need him to. Now, is Zeke and, – and, and honestly, with Chase Brown there, to be the explosive runner, if Zeke is sitting there getting 12 carries for like 35 yards 38 yards and a touchdown and, and being short yardage and goal line, and then Chase Brown comes in and he carries the ball for another like 10 to 15 carries for like 60, 60 yards or so, you're good. You have a. All the, you yeah, know, I to say bye bye Mixon. You? Mixon right? Didn't he say bye bye Mixon? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. I mean his his salary cap hit for this coming year is eight million dollars. So you've yeah. got to you've got to make that decision. You probably got to cut him so you can save six million towards the cap. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I, I I they don't need to re-sign Jonah Williams. He's trash to me. He's not very good. Yeah, he's the best, that uh. Like, uh Vegas right tackle wants to come to Cincinnati, it sounds like. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to play with Joe Burrow, and they they, they know that Cincinnati has a good shot to win. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see what's uh, what's coming up and uh, once free agency starts here in a couple weeks. I think free agency and, will And kick the Bengals off. have a pretty easy schedule to boot. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they had the toughest schedule last year. Yeah. So they did. now they're going to have one of the easier ones. So yeah, this team should make the playoffs next year. So real quick, guys, because we're running out of time, I wanted to ask you something. This this coming weekend used to be one of my favorite things of all time. It was the NBA All Star Weekend. I used to look when I was a kid. There was nothing better than NBA All-Star Weekend. You had the dunk contest, mm-hmm. you had the three-point shootout, and you had a great, entertaining All-Star game. So now, I'm just kind of like, eh. it, to me, the NBA All-Star game now is like NFL Pro Bowl. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Right now, the best All-Star game in professional sports is hockey. Hockey is the best All-Star game right now, as it stands. But – The slam dunk contest is a little interesting this year. Um, Now, it doesn't quite have the star power as the Vince Carter, Steve Francis dunk contest of years past. But we got Jalen Brown. You got the rookie from Miami who's looked pretty good, Jaime Yaquez. And you got defending champ Mac McClung along with Jacob Toppin, who I don't know who the fuck that is. But slam dunk contest, I will watch it, but I don't know, man. It just this game isn't like what it used to be. This weekend isn't like what it used to be. I mean, I I think you're right. I think you're one hundred percent right on that. The All Star is just another just another game anymore to where these guys can just have fun and not really compete. It's more of like a rest type thing for yeah. them. Um I mean, I, the over/under on the so, game probably what one fifty to one thirty. Want to hear something interesting? You want to hear something interesting? Most of yeah. these leagues, like uh, the NFL, has stayed competitive in the regular season and jerked off during Pro Bowl. Right? That that's cool. That's fine. Yeah, yep. But the NBA, on the other hand, has jerked off during the regular season because nobody plays defense, and the same theme plays through the All Star break. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No one plays defense. They don't. They're looking for just the points somehow and the glitz and the glamour and all the other highlights that come along with it. But those highlights are just getting worse and worse as the years go on. You know, you know no, exactly those, the exactly one me, thing that and Gordon in these and dunk competitions the last couple of years, that was carrying them for a bit, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly the one yeah. all-star game I loved watching was the baseball because it oh, actually yeah. mattered because uh, before they had the rules where whoever won the all-star game had home field advantage throughout the playoffs if for the world series that meant a yeah. lot that's one extra yeah, that game was at huge. home
1: that and they still
0: yeah, this was huge no yeah, they, they don't they have. took it away no they took oh, really? it away oh. yeah they don't have that anymore so yeah that was exciting that got me wanting to watch it and then you've seen all the stars um and they they've never gone to where it's you don't see these games 10 to eight, 20 to 19. It's literally one nothing, three nothing, three to two. These are close one run games yeah. where there's minimal scoring. And I, I still think un, unethically undoubtedly the home run derby is the best all-star thing there is. Yeah, but you know what? That's the I most exciting Holman thing Derby. ever. I like home and Derby a lot better when it was outs and not times. Oh, I think it's more exciting with the time. Okay. There's more home runs. I think the time plays to this generation, though. The outs yeah. is what kind of like, you know, as you're, as the outs are coming down, you're like, oh, man, like, shit. He doesn't have much left. You know, he's got to start hitting bombs now. Yep. And I I love watching these bombs go out, Four, 350, 400, 450. They're, these bo- they're bombs. It's exciting to watch. Yeah. Like that, it was, when it was in Cincinnati and I went there and it was Todd Frazier, it was so electric in that stadium. I've never felt that electric besides being at the Super Bowl. I would still how say for me, it, was. It, it was like the slam dunk competitions, the older ones, you know, growing yeah. up. That that for me was like the best. That yeah. And when you and had even a three foot contest back then too was was good. Yeah, I I don't know. I I missed kind of seeing the legends take it seriously. You remember like Kobe, Kobe Bryant and like Michael Jordan and them like. You remember how like serious they took that game? Like even though it was yeah, having it was fun bragging guys. It was it was like conference bragging rights. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's just. That, I mean, the same bad. thing with baseball with Pete Rose running over the fucking catcher in the All Star game. Yeah. You don't see that shit anymore. No, you don't. No, you do not. So. Oh, Pete Rose. Good old Pete Rose. Uh, the... Speaking of betting, we would have so, fucking look, lost uh, our Mike. ass off on that bet, Mike. Oh yeah, we did. Are... The met the met bet. Go ahead. Yeah. What's Sam? What's up? Are you Are you looking forward to watching like any of the rising stars stuff that's going to be happening this weekend? Uh yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I've... <laughs> I. I don't know. It's hard for me. It's it's hard for me. Like, I, I get it, though. Like, the rosters are pretty nice-looking, you know. Um, but, man, I just – it's, it's – I don't know. Uh, oh, it's, it's going to be a no defense good. game, that's for sure, right? Yeah, 100%. A lot, I will say this. Know. Fucking Team Pal, if they don't fucking win with the roster that they got – for the Rising Stars Challenge in the in the this whole tournament they have L- listen to Team Pal Gasol. I don't I don't know how he got the most loaded team possible. And then if you look at Team Detlef Shrimp, he has the worst fucking team in the fucking world. But I think I think team it's Pal- like first year and second year, right? Yeah, it is. But listen to the team that Team Pal has. Pal's got Bilal, Kolabali. Jaime Yaquez, Brandon Miller, Jabari Smith, and Victor (laughs) Wembenyano. All right. Team Detlef has all foreign dudes, okay, except for Mac Mac McCullough. Oh, sorry. Team Detlef has all G League guys, all G League people, okay? And then – Team uh Jalen, Team Jalen, Jalen Rose's team is not bad. He's got like Chet Holmgren, Jordan Hawkins, Derek Lively, Jalen Williams, Benedict Mathurin. But that that Wimbignana team is the team. like I'll Wimbignana and Brandon Miller are probably two best rookies this year, and, right. and they're all the same team. So yeah, yeah. I I think I, I think know. that uh, Jaime Jaime Jack was, you know that. I have him on my uh, NBA fantasy team, but I think he's a product of the Heat having a lot of injuries and him pushing forward with a good coach. Yeah. But, you know, I I still think he'll be a good player in a couple years. But I don't, you know, obviously, NBA, man, it's so hard to tell who's going to be good because it really takes, like, honestly, like three or four years before you even really know. There's very few guys, like – how many guys can you name that showed out their rookie year? Right. Like, it's hard. Right. No, it's,
1: it's hard. It's there's really a lot hard. You're yeah,
0: absolutely right. That, there's a lot of guys tell that came out. Some of the you guys and, they play out their rookie contract, end up on a different team yeah. and show up there, right? Right. Like, if we go back to 2018, that's what, five years ago? No, six years ago now? Okay. How Did... Like Luca was pretty good as rookie year, but was, was Trey Young really good as rookie year? Was shy? Was shy? The, shy uh Shy Alexander was the eleventh pick, and you can make the yeah. argument that aside from Luca Doncic, he is the best player in this draft in two thousand yeah. and uh yeah. two thousand eighteen. A draft that That's featured the, DeAndre Ayton, Jaron Jackson, and Trey Young. You can make far. the case. That shy is the second best player, and this this draft was loaded. Sam, can I tell you that in in ten years, people are probably going to talk about the two thousand and sixteen or uh, a two thousand eighteen draft as one of those drafts that goes in history. You have DeAndre Ayton's okay, but you have Luca, you have Jaron Jackson, you have Trey Young, you have Colin Sexton, you have Michael Bridges, you have Shea, you have Miles Bridges. Who's, who's who? After he got over the domestic violence charges, has been showing out. You got Dante. Oh, yeah. DiVincenzo, You out. got Dante defends D D Okay, and uh, Anthony Simons, Moritz. also Wagner, showing up. Jalen Brunson oh, also showing up. Uh, dude Mitchell Robinson was in this class. Loaded, this is a loaded, loaded, loaded draft, draft. class. Yeah,
1: and you're even talking like now. Guys, you're
0: you're well into seconds now. You're well into second round picks, and yes. you still have you still have great talent there in, in the second round. Even starting guys, talent. even guys that are like, like I just named Dante B. He's not going to go to the Hall of Fame, but he's a solid role player, right? You had Michael Porter Jr. No, in this draft, bro. Listen, with injuries, he's starting and he's playing really good, bro. He's playing really well. Uh, I, 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 I bypassed Michael Porter in this draft. Oh, man. Again, then, injury? And, oh, I mean, and then you got Kevin Kevin Herter was in this draft. Grayson Allen was also, in this draft. Also a great role player. Great role player. Yeah. So, I mean, I think 2018, when people back on they're going to say, but honestly, nobody knows, right? Like, the year De Aaron Fox was drafted, did anybody sit there and be like, man, he's probably going to be one of the better guards in the league his rookie year? No one said yeah, that. no, you're right. Because right. you don't it know. Takes, you it don't takes have more time to. to develop in the NBA than NFL, I guess, right? Well, you also have more film in the NFL, guys. Like, you know, guys in the NFL, you know, you've seen them because you've seen them play for two or three seasons. NBA, yeah, here, they play NBA you see one, one and done, right? You got the one and yeah. done. One and done, or they're coming from the G League, which I don't know about you, Sam. I don't think I've watched a G League game in my entire fucking life. Bro, I watched, I watched uh, you know, uh, the, the the Champions, Champions League uh, soccer before I watched G League, bro. Okay. So, there you go. So, a lot of these guys coming out now that are playing in the G League or one and done in college, nobody really knows. How how much film can you have on a guy who played one season of college ball? Right, like you don't know. Imagine drafting a quarterback. You have you have your anomalies though, right? Yeah, you have your anomalies, right? But
1: Kyrie gosh, Irving,
0: Kyrie Irving, in my mind is an anomaly because he played like 13 games his freshman year, and he got drafted. I, just, I didn't think I didn't know how good Kyrie Irving would be. I was like, this guy he played 12 games his freshman year at Duke. Is he going to be any good in the league? And. Yeah. To, there's a point to be made that Kyrie Irving probably could be better than what he is. His head his head is not there. His head's not in there. Right. If I mean, that's that, what you get from structured college uh, development, right? You have levels of development. They wind to bypass yeah, that level, right? If, if Kyrie had Kobe Bryant's mentality, I feel like Kyrie Irving would be a top five player in the league. With his handle yeah. and his If He yeah. had Kobe Bryant's killer mentality where he just lived and breathed basketball and he wanted to eat your lunch. Like he just wanted to kill you. He'd be yeah. good. Yeah. But he just doesn't yeah. have it. He's not, he's he not a discipline it. though. You know, he's not right. a discipline. All right, guys. That's all the time we got. We will be back. Hold next on one week. second. Before, before we hang up here. Let me ask your, yeah. your guys' opinion. With the the slap heard around the world, what were your thoughts about that? I thought we talked about this last week. The Rock and Cody Rhodes, didn't we talk about this last week? No, because our podcast was out on Wednesday, right? Or was that Friday we did it? No, no, we, we yeah, we talked about it already. Right. You, you got okay, a couple okay. days okay. behind, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot we didn't yeah. we didn't do our Wednesday podcast. But but we we but we gotta we gotta we gotta, we gotta talk about Elimination Chamber coming up. Well. I think Drew McIntyre is the favorite to win that. I think he's gonna. Yeah, I, mean, I think McIntyre's on a collision course for the world heavyweight championship. I think he's gonna beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and take the world heavyweight title. And then it's gonna be him and CM Punk battling. And it then out CM Punk's, Punk's gonna take it back when he returns. But and I, then they, they'll I set, set up. Then that that's the one they'll set up the Rollins and Punk timeline again, right? Yeah, probably correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting, but I, I I'm kind of curious. I I guess what we're gonna see um I thought we would see Roman Reigns and The Rock night one and Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns night two. I don't I don't know anymore, but I know Cody Rhodes is gonna be wrestling for the title at WrestleMania. I think The Rock might be pulling out of WrestleMania maybe now just teaming up. Is he going to team up with Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber for a tag team matchup against Cody Rhodes and somebody? They they might do that night one. They might do a Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes versus Roman and Rock. Okay. That would be be good. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Because, Jock, you alluded to this before. The Rock is in great physical shape, but he's not in wrestling shape. He's also... Isn't he, like, pushing, like, 54? Yeah. He's 50, 55, maybe? He's 51. Sorry. He's 51. He'll Probably be 52, 52. In, in, in May. Did so, you guys know R-Truth is, like, 54? And he's no. still doing the, his thing? I did not he realize R-Truth was that old. But R-Truth hasn't really been, like, a contender for a very long time. Yeah, he's yeah, not exactly. no, I was, been about I'm just saying Yeah. I'm saying the shock guy is he's fifty four. I did not realize he was that old. Before we leave I mean he he looks like a Booker T, bro. Trivia trivia question for you guys before we hang up. What was R2 Truth's original name in WWE? Fuck. Mm, Good one. I have no idea. K quick. That's it, K quick. <laughs> all right, guys. Love the PNA. That's all the week. That's all the time we got. We'll be back at it next week. Thank you for tuning in, uh, and we will uh, have another entertaining show for you next Wednesday. So tune in, follow us on Twitter, and uh, be sure to listen to us on Spotify and Amazon Music as well as iTunes. All right, guys. Thank you. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Dosis.